Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur climbing the corporate ladder or a work-from-home parent, you are a boss. If you desire to make your life extraordinary, to reach and exceed your personal and professional goals, and learn from other strong leaders, then the Boss Lady Podcast is for you. As an entrepreneur, mother, wife, and former CEO, I share lessons and stories of both personal and professional successes and failures. Join me along with a diverse list of guests as we break down strategies, tools, and techniques that will enhance your career and your life. Together, we will embrace, empower, and educate each other. I am Teresa Rand, and this is the Boss Lady Podcast. Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. I am Teresa Rand, known occasionally as the Boss Lady, but as if you have listened to me before, you know that I don't like to do a lot of commercials. So I'm just going to quickly say you can go to TeresaRandConsulting.com and find out all you need to know about what I do in consulting and coaching, executive training, all of those things, and the Boss Lady Women's Community. All that's on Teresa Rand Consulting. But today, we are going to talk to a special guest who's not only going to be, or is, on this podcast you're listening to, but is going to be a guest for our Boss Ladies on December the 7th with the conversation around Close the Say Gap. So I'm going to give you a second to write your on your calendar, December the 7th, I believe 6 o'clock, but you can go find all the information at Teresa Rand Consulting under Boss Lady because you are going to want to join us virtually for that evening. Once we start talking to Lee, you're, you're going to know why I'm excited about this. And I asked her to be on the podcast even before I knew about Close the Say Gap. That actually came out of our conversation in our pre-interview. Uh, but let me introduce Lee. And Lee, I'm going to ask you, I ask you how to pronounce your company, but your last name, Kara? Carraher. Lee Carraher. Hey, Lee Carraher. I got it right. Lee is the CEO of Double Forte, which is a national independent PR and communications agency. She's got a great bio. All of those things we'll put in the show notes, but I want to jump in and simply start talking to you. So, yeah. So tell us a little bit, if you were reading your own bio, what would you tell us that you do? Oh, this is one of the things I talk about in Close the Say Gap. It is so hard to talk about ourselves in a way that doesn't make us feel icky, right? Yeah. Um, but you know what? I am, uh, I'm damn good at what I do, uh, right. uh, Teresa. And what I do <laughs> is I run an agency that helps good companies do great things because mm-hmm. I believe that good companies can change the world. And our mission is to help good companies achieve those goals through communication, because I also believe that communication is the heart of everything. If you cannot communicate, you get nothing. Um, And so we help uh, companies that are in many different categories, because we're interested in so many things, sort of boil it down and say, how are we going to change? How are you going to, you have a goal to change the world, your world. How are we going to help you do that in a clear way that, engages people, moves people, and achieves your business goals. Because if we can help you do that, then the world can be a better place. Absolutely. It sounds like you have a friend. 
I'm very sorry that I have a friend and I'm alone in the house, so I can't. That's what I love about it. It, it you know, uh, sometimes it's a child, sometimes it's a dog. And if your dog keeps barking, my dog will be in here barking and we'll just let them take over the podcast for a few minutes. So, I'm just going to mute it when I'm not talking. How about that? That's okay. So, Lee, how do you get into the business that you're in, PR communication. Well, you know, I had a very natural evolution into this business, Teresa. I went to college thinking it was pre-med and realized in my like third week, I was like, Oh, I hate this stuff. And, um, it ultimately got a degree in medieval history, which is so useful. And my minor was performance voice also useful if you want to be a historian or you want to be a professional uh, singer. Um, And I knew myself well enough to know both of those professions require you to just triple, quadruple down on one thing. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I knew myself well enough to know that I am not good at just doing one thing. I get bored easily. I would not ever practice as much as I needed to. I would not never read as much. I would never publish as much as I needed to, to reach my potential in either of those careers. So I was in despair. And my friend Ramona and Vani said, I think you should try PR. And I was like, I don't know what PR is. And she said, well, this is what it is. I'm like, ah, doesn't make any sense to me. And she said, you know, it's wait, just listen to me. You'd be really good at it. You know, I'm 24 three years old at this time, I guess. So I went, um, I was working at my college after college, after I graduated, I was working there for one year. So I went over to the college career center and I took out this book that said, what is PR question mark? And I read it. Maybe it was a hundred pages. I was like, Oh yeah, I could do that. Uh, that is how I got into PR. <laughs> Literally that's how I got it. And I called my father. I decided there was, I was only going to do agency because agencies are built to train there, but you can learn much more. You can advance much faster in agencies than you can on the corporate side. That's what I was going to start. I decided where I was going to go. I was going to go to Boston. That's another long story. And so I called my father's best friend who is a you know business lawyer in Boston. And I said, can you please help me? Hmm. And I, after I wrote him three letters, because the first one he redlined and sent back to me, because that's when we actually could, you actually had to put it in the mail, because that's how old I am. And then I sent another one. He goes, it's not good enough. Send it again. And I sent another one. So finally, after the third letter, he said, I will help you. Um, and so I went to Boston from Minnesota, where which is where I was at the time. He set me up with 11 informational interviews in one week. I got five interview. I got five offers for internships. I took the one that paid me the most. It was in high tech PR, which is as far as you can get from medieval history. (laughs) And then that's what I did. And basically it is a career that you have to learn on the job. There is really, I mean, you now today at that time, there was no PR degree. There was communications degree. And mostly that was broadcast communications like ASU and uh, Syracuse, great schools on, on this kind of stuff. Or you were a journalism major. I mean, basically those were the two majors if you went, but um, if you just, you know, if you directly applied it, but most anybody who can form a thought who can figure out what to say, when to say it, and who you need to talk to. Um, most liberal arts majors 
uh, could be in PR. Right, um, right. Today, though, there's a PR degree, uh, and it helps, but until you actually get into the job and <laughs> you just don't even know if you can do it or not, you know, you have to learn how to be service oriented. You need, need to learn how to get shut down all the time. Mm-hmm. You need to be comfortable with that. You need to be able to figure out, you know, how to do things in the moment. So really until you start working in it, you don't know if you're going to like it and right. you don't know if you're going to be good at it. And you learn a lot along the way. But so, I have been in this career since I graduated, I mean, basically since that moment when Ramona said, I think you should be in PR. Yeah. But when so did that's you, what I've done. When did you go on your own? When did you start Double Forte? Oh, so I started Double Forte actually 20 years ago I this I month. That. So, oh, right? Yeah. 20 years ago. Um, not Well, this year, right in 20, 2002, I started Double Forte and I started the company I had started an agency for a much larger firm uh, before this. In 98, uh, 1998, I had started a firm for a much bigger company, multinational, right. huge company. Then, um, which uh, I was so thankful for because having to start a company with your own money the first time is very I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. And yeah. I learned a lot of things with someone else's money, but I made the money, so I don't feel bad about it. But then after 9-11, that's a long story, I thought I was, you know, I wasn't loving my job, and I actually exercised my contract, and I was going to take a year off. Mm-hmm. I had two young children. I had an almost three-year-old and an almost one-year-old. We had just found out that my almost one-year-old has uh, developmental disorders. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of like, oh, we have to figure that yeah. out. And it was 9-11, and I had been on a on the plane from San Francisco to New York. I'm sorry, from New York to San Francisco one week earlier. And it really could have been. I mean, it really could have been me. Yeah. I was on the same number plane from on United and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I thought I would take a year off. Long story, not quite so long. Uh, I drove my husband crazy, and we had to replace all our windows because we got termites. So I had to use all the money that I was planning to use to sustain us. I'm the breadwinner in our family. To buy windows and redo, you know, get rid of termites, termite abatement, redo all the... Th- so you had to. we had to redo our house with that money. And the house didn't look any different, so that really pissed me I off. I know, right? Because nobody sees it. I've had that experience. You can't see it. I'm like, oh, my God. If we, can we just improve something at least? <laughs> anyway, but I really, I drove my husband crazy. And he was not wrong. Um, and I was going, I was looking for work inside companies, which I had done before. And my mom got sick. My mom was uh, diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. In late April of that year, and I decided that I couldn't, I was probably a week away from having to take a job, one of the two jobs that I was up for at the time and way down the line. Um, And at that time, you could not work remote in this function. Yeah. So I said, oh, I'm going to be with my mother. Oh, I'm going to be with my son who needs a lot of attention. They both need a lot of attention in different ways, but we needed a lot more flexibility for our younger son. So I just started, started decided to start my own company out of a need, not out of a desire to be an entrepreneur, right? Um, but out of the need to provide for my family and to be able to do what I needed to do, what I needed to do it, where I needed to do it. So that, you know, your is what happened is fascinating because, it, um, I just did a podcast two weeks ago on a new, the new 
2022 McKinsey report on women in the workplace. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're talking about 20 years ago. 20 years ago. We're still talking about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're still talking about the same damn thing. We are. The report, basically, the highlight of the report, and I don't want to get, you know, into the okay. week. I've already had I've read it. <laughs> I've on this already with another woman and by myself, but women are leaving because they're demanding flexibility. Why is that so hard to figure out? You've got a mother, you've got children, you've got... Oh, yeah. We're still the doing the thing. housework. In, in, well, in my house, uh, I don't do the housework, just so you know. I mean, I, I, my husband is uh, the ultimate cheerleader. He is, he is so incredible. He is the chief. I am the chief bacon officer. He is the chief home officer. For a lot of our marriage, we've been, um, you know, he worked half time, blah, blah, blah. But um, he's basically, in, you know, I schedule things. He makes things happen. Yeah, How about that? I love it. Um, and I used to travel so much. Yeah. So we have a, we, I, I am not that woman who's doing all the hidden things too. I do a lot of hidden things, but right. I don't do anywhere near all the hidden things that so many of my friends who are in the same position I was going to say, we're fortunate because that's Very not fortunate because, uh, you know. It's not always. I case. mean, those <laughs> friends are all divorced. So, uh, <laughs> you know. but, but we're w- still talking about the same thing, and that is a long story, oh. which we would need probably a cocktail over, Teresa. <laughs> I have very strong feelings about why we're still talking about it, but it all and it all starts with this idea that we had to have it all, yeah, and the expectation that a woman in the workplace, an executive woman would actually have to achieve and do more than a man would to be considered okay. Right. But this is not the topic of this podcast. <laughs> it's a good one. That is what it was. I can have it all. No man has it all. No man. No man has it all. And if you are in the, if you're the boss, if you are the boss, Unless you have very little potential and a lot of money just sitting there and you don't have to earn, right? then I, I, you I cannot do everything at 100% all the time, period, the end. Yeah, but our, I, the expectation I, I, of women was that we would do that. Yeah. I do a presentation called Superwoman is a Myth. Oh, I'm I, a superwoman I, and I don't do all that stuff. <laughs> And not have it all at the same time. But anyway, you that's can't. another topic. We'll have to do this. It's a whole other topic. But that is why and we are still talking about it because of that yeah. misogynistic. I want to get uh, into the post gap. But before I yes. do, because of your, your PR professionalism, all of those things that you, you do and close the same gap, the real passion of yours. So we're going to get to that. But I want to ask one of the questions that is mm-hmm. on your one sheet. Because this is yeah. a question I hear all the time, and I want to hear your answer to it. Not to me, because I don't know the answer. But oh, okay. the literally is Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Well, you don't have LinkedIn, but we'll add that one. What social media platform should I use? The heck yeah. is the answer? The answer is where are the people you want to be in relationship with? Where are your potential clients? So from a business perspective, where are your potential clients? What, who influences them? Be there. 
So in media relations and in business, I'm going to say the bare minimum is Twitter and LinkedIn. And yes, Twitter still, even though we are recording this on uh, November 17th and God only knows what's happening with Twitter today, but it's still important because the media are still there. The media use Twitter as their main driver of breaking news. So until the media don't do that, it is vital. If you want to be in the, if you want to be quoted in the media that you are on Twitter. LinkedIn from a professional perspective and LinkedIn has over 50 reporters and their editorial staff, right? So it is a huge news source, but at the very least LinkedIn and Twitter, if you're, um, community, if the people you're, if you're creating, so Teresa, you have a community, right? Right. And, of women, mostly women of a certain age, I would say the thing about Facebook is the nice thing about Facebook is you can create private groups that you can manage and opening the open rate on links in Facebook is astronomical compared to LinkedIn and Twitter. So if you are creating a community where there's engagement, you definitely want to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on what product you have. So if you are a, I follow so many different people just to see what's going on. But if you are a small business and you, there's this woman, um, Kelly, she has a business. I don't know this woman, but I follow her. She has a business called Declan's Mining Company. And Declan's Mining Company is she puts together these these buckets of sand and and uh, rocks that kids sift through and they find all these things, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's for women. I mean, it's mostly, you know, it's 90% of her customers are definitely moms or grandmoms or aunts and uncles who are getting presents for their younger children, probably children four to 12. You, she wants to be on TikTok and Instagram. Because that's where those people are. So she, I don't even think she's on LinkedIn because she has a wholly different thing, right? So if you're a beauty influencer, if you are, you know, try makeup on and that's how you make money and you do collaborations with different companies, TikTok and Instagram, Pinterest, if you're in food. So it really depends what you do. So for, but for boss ladies, if you're running a company in a thought and you want to be on LinkedIn, because if you want to recruit, you need to be on LinkedIn. Yeah. And if you want to be known as an expert, be quoted by the media, which I think is one of the main vehicles we can use as women to be close this, the pay gap, then you also want to be on Twitter. Okay. So the answer is it depends. And we need to really, it depends. we need to do homework on what we're yeah. serving and who we're serving. So great answer. Yes. So the say gap, you know, you talk yeah. about, and, and we talked a little bit about this in our pre-interview, that women mm-hmm. do be quoted in the media more, which leads into what is called the say gap. So tell yes. us, and then we're going to talk a little more about it, obviously, but what is sure. this? Because until I met you, I had not heard of it. And I don't right. remember how we got to talking about, well, it's on your one sheet, but we were also talking Who knows, about right? Because <laughs> I can talk about anything, Teresa. About everything. But we talked about the wage gap and all of that. So tell us what the say gap is, um, Mm -hmm. because I think so. The say gap is the gap between the number of men who are quoted as experts by the media and the number of women who are quoted by experts as the media. Mm -hmm. So seventy percent of the people quoted as experts in the media of all kinds, even women's media. (laughs) 
<laughs> even women's media <laughs> are men. And in the, when we call it top of the top of the, of the show or the, t- you know, above the fold, but it's really that first, if you're flicking through your news cycles, right. It's the first three scrolls or whatever, the first 10 minutes of a show, 90% of what you'll see in the first, you know, and when you do that scrolling of news sources right. is men. And the, the thing about that is that the media sets agendas. The media is deciding how to talk about different topics. Um, and there probably isn't a topic that women aren't, don't have a lot of jobs in, don't have a lot of leadership in, right. but because they are not being the quoted experts, um, they don't have as big a profile. And what that, what happens then is over time as men who are quoted as experts build up their profile as a expert in, if you have a woman uh, who has not done this and a man who has done this work going up for the same job and it's a, it's a corner office job in general, they'll look and go, Oh, look, he's also an expert. That's going to be great in the, in the marketplace. He's really well known. And the woman could be really well known, but, but inside baseball, well known, not like publicly well known. And they will choose that or they will value it higher. So part of changing the wage gap is making sure that you are taking agency for your expertise in those places that matter from setting a public being publicly noted for your expertise. That's what the say gap is. Just the sheer number of people who are being quoted as experts difference between men and women. Um, And the program we're going to do right is um, giving women the tools to go do it themselves. I think uh, two things, one, you know, in my career, I've trained so many more, like as clients, I've trained so many more men than women. Right. Uh, because that's who the company puts forward. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, have Joe do it, not right. Sally. Yeah. And then Sally doesn't say, yeah, I want to do that too, because she's busy. Mm-hmm. She's got things to do. And she thinks it's crap. She's yeah. like, oh my God, it's so ridiculous. I mean, when's the last time? I'll, it was probably this morning when you looked at a news source and goes, I know more than that guy. Yeah. What the heck? Right. How'd, they, how'd he get quoted? He got quoted because he was available. He got quoted because he put himself in that position. He got quoted because it was easy to find. Right. So um, what I, this program, which is a, it's a passion of mine. I just really want to help women get noted for their work because when we can be part of a noted for the work and our opinions are quoted as to shape the agenda, then the agenda changes. Yeah. And then we can have conversations in 10 years that don't look like the conversation we had at the beginning of the podcast, which was, are we still talking about the fact that women need flexibility? Right. Right. It's not going to change until the agenda changes. And the agenda really is set by um, the media. Now, PR people, we can impact the agenda, impact the media, bring them information. We are serving up ideas and serving up people all day long. That's what our job is. So if you think about, you know, the public speakers for politicians or for CEOs or for companies or for whatever it is, you want to be serving yourself up as, you know, if you have, if you're doing a story about uh, interior design in fill in the blanks place, you know, I can, I'm, I'm 
this is who I am and I can talk to you about trends and da 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 da. Because I guarantee you that every single man in that category in any location has done that. Has done that. Yeah. Has done that. Mm-hmm. So in the training, if you will, I don't know if it's called a training yeah. or a workshop. It's a workshop, yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the say gap in the media. Will mm-hmm. we talk about how that and you you alluded to it a little bit, but we have that same issue in quite frankly, just talking up. And I just listened to a speaker today that spoke here locally, Pegin, who's an international women's speaker. And she said, ladies, it's not always them is the reason we're not getting this. Now there are situations and she, you know, Mm -hmm. acknowledges that, but she said, Mm -hmm. what are we doing or not doing when Mm -hmm. we don't ask to be paid what we're worth? We say, oh, give me $20. Thank you so very much. And the man says, I'm not working for 20 bucks. I'm worth 35. So, you know, um, Mel Robbins, do you know Mel Robbins, Mm -hmm. the, she's speaker. She has, um, you know, she's an international speaker and she has a, I saw this video from her and she used to be totally underpaid for her speaking gigs. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she had no clue. She had no clue until someone, she was speaking at a corporation with other speakers for a full couple of days thing. And the HR person pulled her aside and says, you are paid one-tenth or whatever it was than all these other people. And she was shocked. She was shocked. So, and her thing uh, on speaking was, because it's a paid, it's being paid, was instead of saying, answering the question, what's your fee? She now asks the question, what's your budget? Budgets. Changes the conversation. Changes the conversation. And it's much easier to go in and say, my fee is $25,000 or my fee is $50,000 or my fee is $100,000 and move it down as a favor than it is to go in at $10,000 and say, um, um, I'm really sorry. My fee is $10,000. Yeah. Right. And there's, I mean, that's, I probably needed a psychiatrist to help us in that conversation, but we do that all the time. I know so many women who do that, right. You know, they undercut themselves all the time. Uh, and my experience around, um, some small business women, you know, they have a side gig or it's not a full-time job or whatever is that they will spend money on their children before they spend money on themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they're disappointed in their business results because they're not investing in it in a sufficient way. That's a whole nother conversation, Lee, because that is a huge pet of mine. Women do not, not all women we're, we're, we're being, you know, but the majority because I live it every day, they do not mm-hmm. want to invest money in themselves. You know, yeah. whether it's well, they'll pay for their hair mm-hmm. or their Botox or whatever it is. But you need a coach. You yeah. need to have good quality stuff. You need to have the things. You need to travel. You need to do new business. You need to be going to stuff, right? And um, I, I don't know if they don't want to. They feel guilty doing it. Is maybe what the deal is. Um, I was on a board. My friend started a company. It was so, so genius. And she, like so many other new moms, you know, they have so many ideas for like making their lives easier, but she had a great idea 
Um, and I thought it, and someone else has picked it up, but, um, she's like, you'll be on my board. And I said, sure, I'll be on your board. Um, and she had another job. This was a side hustle. She wanted to make her full hustle. So like a year and a half into it, she calls me and I'm, I'm, you can tell, I hope I'm pretty straightforward. (laughs) She goes, she goes, I really need a, I mean, I, we had a call, a regular scheduled call advisor, board advisor call. I mean, that was our board of directors, but it was a board call, whatever. She goes, Lee, you know, I'm just, how am I doing? She was so excited to talk to me. How am I doing? And she had just told me some things that had happened uh, that were good things. And I said, am I your friend or am I your board member right now? And she was quiet. She goes, are they different answers? I'm like, yep, they're different answers. Uh, She goes, well, be my friend. And I said, I do not know how you do it. You have the two kids. You're making dinner every night. Your house is spotless. You started this company. You just sold a thousand units. Oh my gosh. I don't know. And you're a full-time accountant at this company. I don't know how you do it. How do you do it? I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she was quiet and she goes, well, what would the board member say? Uh, roll the company. Stop, stop it right now. That's what the board member would say. You are not putting near enough time and attention, near enough investment. You have to stop doing this other work. Have your husband take your kids, their, your kids to karate. What the hell are you doing? Do you really want a business? Well, then you have to be a business person. Um, and then she was quiet. She goes, I think I like my friend better. <laughs> and I said, I know. Cause friends are, you know, friends will tell you you're doing great. And then behind your back, they'll go, what the hell is she doing? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I'm not going to be that friend. Yeah. So truly the friend answer is the same as the board answer. But, um, I learned a lot from that experience. One, don't be on your friend's boards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> experience as well. Yeah. Right. But it is, um, I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, I, I, you know, I'm in a group of other women who are like me, who started their own agencies and all that kind of stuff. And it takes them a long time. You know, they get to a certain point where they're like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And the answer is usually because they did not invest where they needed to. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Great advice. Well, and it's hard. It's yeah, hard. It's hard. It is hard. It, it is sacrificing. It is speaking up at home, asking for what you want, taking mm-hmm. the time you need, um, mm-hmm. you know, reallocating your resources. But the payoff, and I always use, I went back to college late in life. Um, well, mm-hmm. I, I'm 61 now, so I, it, it wasn't late in life. I was 30, but I thought it was late in life at the time. Right. I had three children already. Actually, I was 36. But I I came to the realization that I wanted that top job and I needed Mm -hmm. that piece of paper to get that top job. Yep. And there, and that was, this was pre uh, classes online. This was, I had to go nights a week. I had to find somebody to watch my children. I had to do, and I'm often asked, you know, was it worth it? And I'm like, I had student loans for years and it was, I happily write that check every month because uh-huh. where I am today, based uh-huh. on that investment, I can't even imagine where I know where I'd be right in the same job making not enough to support my family had I right. not 
figured out ways to um, get a college degree. And, you know, yeah. some was loans, some were grants, some were, you know, eating grits and eggs every day. I, I mean, it, right. was, it was a combination of all of the bu- above. But that investment taught me that investing in yourself pays off. It pays yeah. off in so many different ways. Um, but anyway, so the Say Gap, closed the Say Gap mm-hmm. workshop will be December the yeah. 7th. 5.30. It is online, so anyone that's mm-hmm. listening to us <clears throat> excuse me, can be there, and I am so looking forward to it because the first time I chatted with you and I read your bio and this came up, like I said, I'd never heard of the Say Gap. Mm-hmm. And when you explained it, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because that I... That makes sense, right? Once you... Yeah, I mean, just, what I do for a living is pretty much common sense. Yeah. Um, but the definition of common sense is that it's in common. Right. So, <laughs> right. but it's really a set of tools. It's, you know, this workshop, it's a lot of information, but I give you all of the tools. I give you all the worksheets, all the stuff. And I show you how to scale it down. Just take small steps and then you'll add another step and then you'll right. add another step. But you can do this. You know, you don't need a fancy PR firm to do this for yourself, right. but you got to do the work. Um and if you want to hire people like us after you know what you have to get done, fine. Right. But you can do this by yourself. Um, and I show you how to focus and I show you what to do so that you can be in a good position and be findable and be recognized as an expert for the expert that you are. And you can look up Close the Say Gap. Now, Close the Say Gap is a nonprofit. No, so Close the Safe Gap was a program that we uh, I was on the board of the Public Relations Council, which is the National Association for All PR Firms. It was our education campaign for 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Well, well, 2020, yeah. we switched gears because all these kids were graduating and they couldn't get jobs. So we, but we took it on, Double Forte took it on, and a couple other agencies took it on in addition to our work with uh, recent graduates. And um, for my agency, we said we're going to train 5,000 women. We're not going to stop this work until we've trained 5,000 women for free. 5,000 women for free. Yeah. That's yeah, and went. usually, like a media training, it's an all-day affair with video right. and audio and all this kind of stuff. We are cramming it in and giving you lots of worksheets and lots of stuff and answering any question you have uh, into a shorter period of time. But we are up to 3,700 women now, I think. Um, so it's going to take another year or so to get to the 5,000. But um, I get emails all the time about people who have gone through this program and they're like, Oh my God, I thought it was too hard. And now I did it. I took that first step. I got my bio done. Right. And then I got my photo done. Right. And then I identified the five publications that mattered most to me. And then I reached out to them and I was quoted last weekly, you know, yeah. and then someone called me. I'm like, that's how it works. Yeah. That is how it works. So I get emails all the time from people who've gone through this workshop. Where can they find information on close to say gap before our workshop on December 7th? Um, it is on our website, Double Forte, double-forte.com under resources. There is a, a tab there for Close the Say Gap. So you could find all about it there. Perfect. All right. Well, 
I love talking to you and, and it's so funny because, you know, we had a little snafu and whether we were recording today or not, and it just, we were like, I, can we do it now? Yeah. Let's just do it now. Let's make it happen. It happens. <laughs> so, that was crazy how we started, but there's so many different conversations I'd like to have with you that, you know, <laughs> make this a regular thing at some point because I, I just, I would I, love to, I love talking with you. You always get me like focused. Yeah. There are just so many conversations. Very focused that we could have. And I love your energy and I am really excited for this uh, virtual workshop. It's going to be fun. Lighting, it's going to be fun. Sing, mark your calendar, December 7th, 5.30, virtual. Go to Teresa Rand Consulting. Uh, you can do Teresa Rand Consulting slash Boss Lady or TeresaRandConsulting.com and click on the Boss Lady tab and you can get registered for it. Um, but we're really incredibly excited and looking forward to this because it is something I'm passionate about and I'm passionate about it and didn't know I had a name. So <laughs> <laughs> I can put a name to it. I'm like, we just need to use our voice. That was how use I use our voice. Don't be shy. This is putting Don't be shy. No tac tactical things to do it rather than just saying, use your voice. This is yes, much more absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that. So thank you. Thank you for being thank here. Thank you. For being flexible and let's making this, uh, making it happen today. And I will take a moment and end the podcast like I always do with my grandfather saying when he was alive, he always told us to stop and take time to smell the roses. So until we meet again, take care. Bye.